ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and nerds of all ages. This is Views from the Back of the Class. My name is Giovanni Bentley, but you can call me JB and I'm here with my mans. What's up, N-Words? It's Josh. Mm, feeling fantastic. How you doing today? I was fantastically well and close to spectacular, but I believe I have sp- surpassed that. And I am, in fact, spectacular. All right. I need to know what you're doing over there, but you can share that with me uh, off the record. It's milkshakes. That's my that's my secret. <laughs> milkshakes make everything better. But you know, tell what, you. you know what makes stuff even better? Bantha milk. The only problem is how ridiculous it makes you look while actually drinking it. <laughs> yeah. Luke looked like a fool, and the memes were hilarious. <laughs> no, that was something different, I think. That was, like, green, which is kind of gross. Was it green? I kind of blocked it out from my memory, but the blue milk was from A New Hope. Right. And, and then in The Last Jedi, I think he was milking some sort of weird thing that had green milk. And it was green. You're correct. Yeah. But in this universe, like, they don't have regular colored milk. Well, there's regular colored milk in that universe. Like, maybe white cow's milk looks weird to people who live in those planets. By the way, classmates, in case you didn't realize, we're talking Star Wars tonight. Happy May 4th, everyone. You nerds. In a galaxy far, far away? Yeah, close to home. I feel like last year, or late 2019, I think we were talking about, like, uh, the Star Wars, so a Star Wars day here in Chicago and going to it and stuff like that. And then, of course, we know what happened. The pandemic happened and everyone got shut in the indoors and sheltered in place and all that other stuff. So didn't happen. But doesn't mean we can't show appreciation for this fine day. Absolutely. That's the thing is even if we can't go out, Star Wars is always going to be with us. And as Disney kind of let us know, you know, some time back, like the, the Star Wars uh, mythos, is it lives on. You know, it doesn't end uh, with this last film that we had. And they definitely have big plans uh, in the works for the franchise. So that's because like Star Wars lives in like all of us, right? Like all of the lineage of Star Wars films are like in us as like the last vessel. Is that what you mean? Kind of like in um, The Rise of Skywalker, which is... Uh, such a terrible title. And <laughs> I mean, it made sense. And it did not make sense. It made perfect sense the <laughs> way that movie no ended. Sense. The no. way the movie ended, it made sense. It made zero sense. This is an avatar of the last airbender. This is the the Jedi are not an avatar living inside Ray. Ray? Ray who? <laughs> Don't say that name. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you say that name? <laughs> It's just insane in a a good way. You know, just how, like, important these movies and stuff are to us. And, you know, May 4th or May the 4th has been kind of like a thing for a while. But it seems like like each year keeps growing. Well, up until, like, 2020, it kept growing, like, more and more. And, um, you know, getting recognized. I remember at one point, a company I worked for, they used to broadcast Star Wars all day on all the TVs at work. It's becoming a bigger thing. It's becoming a, a larger celebration. And it's kind of cool that it's gotten to this point, basically piggybacking off of the back of, you know, six movies and expanded universe stories. And, you know, the 
for better and for worse, the the fans out there. It's pretty cool. I feel like there's definitely an opportunity to continue to grow the fan base. The last few years have been challenging, to say the least, Mm -hmm. and, you know, quite quite divisive uh, within the the Star (laughs) Wars community. And I guess the less said about that, the better. Uh, But things are looking up, despite how you personally may feel about the Disney films. I think The Mandalorian has been overall positive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most recent events with, with, you know, particular actors, uh, notwithstanding, that is its own set of concerns. But the series itself seems to have gotten mostly positive results. And there's nothing that makes me think that that shouldn't continue. Right. And there's a lot, you know, on the horizon. I'm pretty excited about the Bad Batch, which is actually going to start today. I'm excited about this because the Clone Wars was another um, another series that got mostly positive results. Like, I haven't heard anybody have much bad to say about the Clone Wars. So, yeah, um, it's going to pick up. I'll just read it. It says the show will pick up uh, after the events of that series as Clone Force 99 finds their way in a rapidly changing galaxy and take on daring mercenary missions as they struggle to stay afloat and find new purpose. That, to me, is pretty exciting stuff to think about because it should give us some expansion outside of the most famous family of Star Wars, which, in my opinion, I think is where we should go. But we'll talk about my opinions a little bit later. But I'm I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah, for me, I'm excited to see... Disney investing in in Star Wars more on the the small screen. Um, Dave Filoni is involved in this, and he is mm-hmm. the, he was so influential in transforming Clone Wars into the you know amazing show that it grew to be. Because I don't hear too many like you said, not a lot of people talk about uh, Clone Wars. They kind of will be like, oh, you know, it seems like it's it's more for kids in the beginning. But like once you get past maybe like I think like the second season towards the end is when it really starts picking up. And to this day, I will fight anyone, but there, there is some of the best storytelling in Star Wars, in the Clone Wars, in the you know back end of that series. It was such a great series. So, Bad Batch, personally, I'm kind of like oh, okay. I mean, uh, I'll see where it's going. I'm not hundred, you know, super interested in it. To me, it kind of feels like it's out of time. We had so much time away from Clone Wars from when it was ended, and then brought back so much has already happened in this universe you know so it kind of feels to me out of time but we'll see we'll see what they're doing with the storytelling i know it's going to be pretty tight from who's involved and time will tell i've said before in other episodes that i'm kind of looking for you know new stories and in this universe and maybe this is they're going to give it to us so i think they are i mean we've we've gotten we've gotten some of that with like the mandalorian so there's nothing to me that says that we shouldn't continue in that direction for sure so I mean, I'm not, you know, jumping out the window on this, but I think you shouldn't jump out the window for anything. Well, it depends on how high it is, right? <laughs> I think it's going to be I'm cautiously optimistic about it. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And we'll see. You know, I think I think starting with Bad Batch is definitely going to, if nothing else, expand the universe. And we'll see to what degree that happens. And that's really just the beginning like there was a whole slate of uh, series and movies that Disney announced sometime back. That stuff is all there. I think we're supposed to get two series this year. Actually, we're getting 
Bad Batch. And I think like later on this year, November, December, something like that, we're supposed to be getting the the book of Boba Fett. Mm -hmm. So I think that is um, that's going to be pretty, pretty interesting to see, too. I'm going to get the Boba book. I just wanted to say Boba book because I felt like it would be weird to say Boba book. And it was. (laughs) It definitely was. But considering how the uh, Mandalorian season two had the post credit sequence, which I will not spoil. I'm certain if you're listening to this show, you've already seen it, but I won't spoil it. I will only say that based on how that played out, I'm pretty excited to see what the book of Boba Fett will be. Uh, again, I think I'm, I'm I'm the opposite of you. I I'm interested in seeing it because I enjoy the writing of the Mandalorian and I enjoyed uh, the series. I can't wait for season three to see what they're gonna do. The characters that they introduced, like from the Clone Wars, like there was there were people took off helmets and stuff, and literally my mind blew up. Um, yeah, and seeing them on the big screen was great. Yeah, I mean if you watch the Clone Wars. You, these characters or if you're, if you're familiar with Star Wars you know who these characters are and, and probably in the news but at the same time I kind of we, we've debated this I don't know if this is the first time I've said it on the show but like I feel like the Mandalorian would have had a better ending if it was another person who has showed up I think yep. that would have that would have been a, a, a completely new that would have blown every Star Wars fan's mind Every one of them, from the nerdiest of the nerds to, you know, the person who's like casually aware of it to be like, whoa, whoa, wait a minute, this person's still around or or whatever. Or who is this guy? Um, Not saying that 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 in sequence wasn't good because it was. But I just think, you know, after, you know, sitting on it and thinking about it for a couple of days or weeks and at this point months, I just feel like from a story perspective, it would have been better to have someone else show up. Yeah, I completely disagree about that. That's okay. Because there's, <laughs> and I think we do, and we did discuss this. Because who else could it have been, right? And nobody else really made sense. Mace Windu, Anyone maybe, but, he, made but sense. he's Mace Anyone Windu. Else. Who? Everybody dead. Anybody the, else who could have made made a difference is dead. That's the great thing about it, though. Is like, if anyone else shows up, how did this person show up? Because I thought they were dead. I thought Vader went through and killed everyone, but you know, this the, somehow they're still around. And I think it didn't even have to be. I thought it would. You know what? If it was a, uh, if it was Mace Windu, like I would have flipped. I would have jumped out the window for that. But even if it wasn't like a character like Mace Windu, any other you know Jedi or something in the background that kind of like that we know of that we've seen from the expanded universe, even though they're not really taking characters from that, but even like background Jedi's who who have been in uh, the Clone Wars or even in the movies. Um, for them to show up, I think that would have been epic from a story perspective. Because then you look at it and you're like, what is going on? Like, <laughs> this is crazy in a good way because from Star Wars lore, from the original trilogy, uh, the Jedi are extinct. But now there's something different. And then the reason I say from like a story perspective is because we know, based on what was put out in the Disney trilogy, what happens with Luke's pupils. Not saying that Grogu is, is well, I guess uh, I've been alluding to the fact that Luke shows up at the end, but not saying that Grogu or Baby Yoda, as he's, you know, affectionately called, is one of the students that Kylo Ren kills, but that's, we kind of know what's already happening. So right now, 
that big reveal. Yes, it's big to see someone as colossal as Luke Skywalker show up at that point in time. But also to see someone else show up would have been like, yo, who's this person? But is that the question that you want in that moment? Who is this person? Like we're already learning about so much through the Mandalorian. I think that was. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, you're going to have you're going to have I mean, people are already talking about it. I've seen on YouTube because uh, these Google algorithms know me so well that they just serve up like Star Wars videos. Um, So many people have like re-edited that scene with different music and and it all looks great when Luke shows up. But even, you know, recently and the show ended months ago, I think, yes, it would have created more buzz or just as much buzz because it's like, who is this person? Who, you know what I mean? Like, who is this person and how does it tie in? Because from what we know, dropping Luke in there fits in with what we know. Dropping someone else totally changes the dynamic. That's just my uh, my opinion and my take on it. I think it, it would have been more daring than to bring Luke in. Not that I wasn't happy to see him. I mean, I look, I still want to see I a Luke. could have fooled me. <laughs> hey, I am a man. I am a man of many complexities, sir. I will agree with that. <laughs> But I, you know, look, uh, Mandalorian has, uh, for me, kind of like restored my interest in the Star Wars universe, even though it's not like a present day story. But it's reminded me that there are things in this universe that are still interesting um, and that I'm still kind of like invested in. Look, you guys have been listening to the show for a while. You guys know how I feel about the Disney trilogies and all of their faults. And uh, the funny thing is, even with... um, the the prequel trilogy and all of its faults from a story perspective they stand up way better than the disney trilogy the disney trilogy doesn't make sense and it was really in my opinion which it's my opinion look everyone has them but you know mine's a little right it was a waste it was a waste of time it was a waste of staffing it was a waste of of just talent all around and the Mandalorian has kind of righted the ship in, in some ways and exploring it. But I just think, again, we kind of know what this path where it heads to the future and it ends with the rise of Skywalker. We can kind of fit in the pieces in between there. And I think by opening up the world a little bit more by having another Jedi show up, the sky is the limit at that point. You know, even if it's not a Jedi proper, maybe it's, you know, it's a Padawan. You know, someone who was a Padawan learner who never got to take the trials, but they grew up in the life and they've been living in the background for, you know, 20 plus years as the emperor ruled. Maybe building their own Jedi Academy, rebuilding, you know, quietly rebuilding um, the Jedi. Maybe they've adopted the Sith rule of only two, you know, like just those things like that. Like, But then that, then that's going to be in direct conflict with everything else that we've learned through the Disney films. Again, I know that you're not a. I know, Who cares? I, the, I knew that's where you were going with that. <laughs> but you Disney, can't throw the Disney films out. No one. You cares. can't. You can't. You, you, you can't. can't. And I would. And there I would completely disagree that no one cares. People care for sure. Some people do. Yeah. I mean, but they're already looking at ways to to address and move forward from what they did with the Disney movies. So I agree with that. But but that's moving forward after those events happen, and then you figure out where to go from there. What you're talking about is doing something that would have happened prior to those events 
And that's, I think, a trickier, trickier task for sure, because now you got to make what everything Wrong. you're going to put into this place makes sense. Agree to disagree. Wrong. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, I know what you mean, but I, I don't think it's as big of a challenge to fit it in because, like I said, they can what they really need to do is all get in, in the room. Well, really, what they need to do is they need to which I think they're learning is and copy the Marvel formula and having one person kind of oversee it and give outlines for things or um, getting the story outline and be like, Oh, okay. You can't do this because blah, blah, blah. Like they need somebody like that, like a Kevin Feige. And I think Dave Filoni should be that guy. But what about Kathleen Kennedy? (sighs) JB, I am trying I am trying to stay positive tonight. My God, it, it's May the 4th. I mean, we need, look, this is a, a good time for everyone. We, we don't need your negativity here, man. We don't. I'm not trying to be negative. I'm, I'm simply pointing out that she, I believe, was supposed to be, or not supposed to be. She's the figure that is the Kevin Feige of the Star Wars universe, or was. And it's been proven that she's not up to par. Fair enough. She is apparently the Jedi. I can't think of his name. The one who gets killed in Attack of the Clones, who gets shot twice by uh, Jango Fett <laughs> as soon as he he lights his laser. You know the one I'm talking about who who pops down on the balcony. Oh yeah, I, just, I can't I can't yeah. think of his name, but he <laughs> yeah he, he, he gone. But I think you know she's already proved that she can't do that. She can't handle it. Well, what I will say, I won't say that she can't handle it because. Maybe, you know, things were going on and we just don't know about. But what I will say where I agree with you is to this point, you know, she hasn't had an exemplary record. We we could say that for sure. Yeah, she has a losing record. We don't but, like losers. We like winners. I don't listen but, to nobody who's less successful to me. <laughs> I don't know if she would qualify in that case, sir. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, you know, our... our disagreement on you know that particular scene and i think just kind of the overall place where the star wars universe is currently and and how we got here i i think it's an exciting time in general regardless of whatever has already happened Mm -hmm. that maybe we didn't love i think the future is very very bright especially when we think about the people who are you know going to be involved moving forward um obviously we're gonna get the Mandalorian back. So John Favreau and his, you know, band of this is probably not the right term anymore, but the alliteration I guess I'll make a <laughs> I'll make a password, his band of merry men, <laughs> the directors that he's gonna bring on. I think Robert Rodriguez is going to be involved with um the Boba Fett. I think he's like the EP of it. Uh, we're getting something from uh, Taika Waititi is going to be doing something. We don't know what it what it is yet. And he hasn't really missed yet, at least of the films of his that I've seen. So I'm I'm pretty excited about just the new blood that is that's being brought in. And hopefully we'll get an opportunity to get some expansion out of that. I'm all but certain that that's what we're going to get. It's funny to me that Disney is picking from the Marvel gallery of people who have proven to be successful with with franchises and with the less well i guess at a certain point i would say less popular but at a certain point in time like 
you know, uh, when Thor 3 came out, I think everyone was so impre- impressed with it, not just because it was good, but because it was different, because the first Thor movie was okay, you know, origin story. Second Thor one was like hit or miss, even though upon rewatching it, I kind of appreciate it more, but at the same time, it wasn't great. And then Thor Ragnarok comes out, and it's like amazing. Iron Man was great, but it's, it's just funny, the people who are there, they're going back to, to kind of like fix things. Which I can't I mean, blame. I can't blame. John Favreau seems to be like that dude over at Disney these days, though. Obviously, you know, being a huge catalyst in launching the Marvel Universe. Then you got the stuff he was doing with uh, Jungle Book and Lion King. Then you got, you know, uh, him with the Mandalorian. Like, John Favreau is somebody. I, mean, I remember he was just a uh, billion dollars. I think they give you a lot of leeway. I'd, I'd say so. I'm hopeful for it. I think that they um, what they've done is, is look, I'm not I guess it sounds like I'm being critical. Like, oh, the, I'm not saying that the Mandalorian was not good or that the ending sucked or anything like that. My my point is just that I think for a stronger story, I think it would have been more interesting to introduce a new character at that point in time and then fit them in. In season three, or if we're even going to see Grogu again, I don't know. But then go down that path organically as things start to be revealed or are revealed. But all in all, small screen, I'm excited the, uh, from what we know about the project that are, that are coming on the big screen. Interested in seeing what is more information that rolls out. But It makes me pretty excited. And I know you guys are excited, too. And I know that because we've been talking to you all. And so as a special (laughs) surprise (laughs) survey says you should definitely cut that. (laughs) We we polled 100 Star Wars fans and uh, (laughs) ding. (laughs) We got a chance to talk to some of you all. You get an opportunity to hear from. A couple other voices other than Josh and I, even though I know you love to hear us talk. Yeah, that's sometimes it's good to hear from our from our classmates also. You know, I had you guys answer a couple of questions for us. My first question is, what introduced you to Star Wars or how were you introduced to Star Wars? Yeah, so it's funny, bro. Like, I started watching Star Wars with my father and sister. This is, of course, like early 90s because I was, you know, a kid seeing it come on uh, NBC like once a year or something like that. But I got started not with the first movie, but with Empire Strikes Back. Like, that was the coldest thing ever to me, because so much happened in Empire Strikes Back. Like, a lot of huge reveals took place. Like, who's Luke, uh, Luke's father? And, you know, the amazing, you know, scene with they're battling over there, you know, almost like a space canyon or something like that. And then Space Tube, and he, you know, he was battling Vader with the, the sabers. That was, you know, awesome to see as a kid. And then, too, like, that was the first time I seen a movie, like, almost kill off a main character 
But, you know, it was like unknown was he coming back. Like putting Han and Frozen Carmine was was crazy. What got me into Star Wars? Um, first of all, uh, Star Wars was kind of one of those franchises and properties that I just kind of always remember being around just, you know, in, in the cipher and the ether, so to speak. And, uh, you know, you would go over or we would go over to a friend's house or uh, a parent's friend's house where they'd be having a card party. And, you know, they stick all the kids in one room and turn on the TV. Usually what was on, if it wasn't cartoons, it was Star Wars. Uh, plus, I had a lot of friends who had the actual toys, the Star Wars toys, uh, especially those of us who had older siblings. Um, that's what kind of got me into Star Wars. It was it was uh, it was interesting because it was this franchise with uh, a, a whole other, you know, I guess you could say galaxy uh, where, you know, all these different races and aliens and, and, and uh, <laughs> social structures were existed. And, um, you know, you had your good guys and your bad guys. And, and that was it was clear who those were. Uh, so that was what initially got me into Star Wars. It was just one of those things that was always around, kind of like, you know, Steely Dan and Anita Baker albums. So, yeah, I, I always found it, it, at the very least, mildly entertaining, even if I didn't know exactly what was going on in the plot. Thank you guys for that. Second question. What's your favorite Star Wars moment? I would say my favorite scene in that would be Vader and Luke going at it. And Vader, like, just really underestimating how, you know, or not knowing how good Luke was, you know. He was like, you know, the Emperor the emperor may have, may have been wrong about his abilities, and then, like, smoke comes out of the bottom of the, uh, the landing floor, whatever they, wherever they were at in there. And Luke <laughs> shoots up, but Vader didn't see him. But then he notices that he's in like the rafters or whatever, or in the ceiling in the tubing. And he says, impressive, most impressive. That was the, like, that's the coldest thing to me. It's so quotable. Oh, man. Favorite Star Wars moment. Um, I'm going to give you two. One is kind of like a bonus because it's a moment I really, really liked, even though it wasn't part of the I don't know if it's part of the official Star Wars canon or not. But the first moment I'm going to go with is uh, which I'm sure is part of the official canon. Actually, my favorite moment, Star Wars moment was when Princess Leia killed Jabba the Hutt. That whole setup with Jabba the Hutt was just it, it was so weird and creepy to me, even as a little kid. Like, I didn't know what exactly was going on, but. I mean, it seemed to me, if you look at it now, Jabba the Hutt was some sort of intergalactic Jeffrey Epstein. And uh, toward the end of the movie, Princess Leia finally uh, is able to wrap the chain around his neck and choke him out or whatever. I don't know why I I cheered so hard for that moment for her to kill him. I, I guess because he just disgusted me. Because uh, I, I, even as a young kid, I kind of had an idea what was going on there. And he just, I just didn't like Jabba the Hutt. He just disgusted me. It's like, dude, what what, what, what are we doing here? Uh, so there was that moment. Uh, definitely my favorite moment. Also, a little bonus moment. The part in Rebel 1, it, at, the, at the conclusion of uh, Rebel 1, when we get uh, an appearance from uh, Darth Vader. Uh, when they're trying to get the, uh, the, the, I guess you could say, the file to the plans of the Death Star over to the rest of the rebels 
and uh, Darth Vader shows up and he's in that dark hallway and you see that lightsaber come on and he just starts wrecking shop, you know, it just shows no mercy. So that was a pretty dope moment. And uh, one of my favorite moments, actually, in, in, in the whole Star Wars canon. That's pretty surprising. I got to say. All right. The third and final question. Where would you like to see the franchise go in the future? And honestly, it would be nice if the franchise could like really pick up. Um, with the same consistency they did with the Mandalorian, like the way they told that story. If so, I mean, granted, that'll be a lot of like undoing and pulling wires and stuff like that. But uh, to go back to okay, the premise of you know Luke getting older and all that, like honestly, redoing this whole Kylo Ren and uh, Ray. Because it, it's, honestly, it just seems so commercial. Like, it seems like it was made to generate sales for, for toys. And horrible, it's just personally, it doesn't have the same feel of pushing the story forward uh, with the same energy. It's just, you know, and, and granted, you know, it was, it was hard for George Lucas, even with, you know, the prequels. So, yeah, I would like to see it go with a, a different energy, you know, of consistency. What do I want to see from the Star Wars franchise moving forward? Uh, that's an excellent question. Well, first of all, I know what I don't want to see. And what I don't want to see is a retread of what's been done already uh, with the with the franchise. Unfortunately, with some of their uh, latest movies, um, it seems that when they're putting these movies together, they have some sort of fan service checklist that they go by with every movie. You know, got to have a good versus evil lightsaber fight. You know, not I'm not poo pooing the lightsabers. I know that's a trademark, but, you know, maybe we can get something else going with another type of weapon. You know, this is space. Uh, you know, they always got a crowbar in three CPO and R2D2. And, you know, just it, they seem to be stuck in this continuous time loop uh, plot wise. And. What I, I guess what I would like to see is for them to kind of just expand on some of the new characters and actors that they've, you know, introduced to the franchise, kind of like in Rogue One. I, I think I refer to it as Rebel One, uh, but I, I meant to say Rogue One. Uh, like, with, for instance, with John Boyega, you know, whatever happened to his character arc, they introduce him, you know, in one of the movies and you, you start to really care about his his character and what's going to happen with him. And then all of a sudden he's just. He's just an afterthought, you know, it's like, OK, OK, dude, now now just go to the background. We're going to do this other stuff now. You know, you you expand on characters like that, you know, uh, especially when they're being played by actors that could give some some real heart and soul to the role. And you got a whole fictional galaxy to explore. So explore it, you know, but don't explore it with the intent to introduce cutesy aliens so you could sell toys and merch. Just just please, please go story first. You know, develop a good story first, you know, and then you can introduce all that other stuff. You know, you have a good story and people are going to be invested. You know, you can say what you want about, you know, uh, the Star Trek franchise, but their movies were always solid because they had good character arcs. You know, they, they would take one member of the crew and, and give them a character arc that, you know, you were honestly invested in. Uh, so that's that's kind of what I want to see more of out of the Star Wars franchise. And I reached out to some people on Reddit to kind of get their opinion on it. 
similar questions were asked in um, Reddit user Watchpat said uh, in, in answering what got him into Star Wars, he said boredom. He said uh, that there was this huge hype for The Force Awakens. So my sister and I were bored, so we decided to check out the new Star Wars film with the rest of the crowd. I was almost 18 at the time. We enjoyed it, and it turned out Star Wars was better than we thought, so we decided to watch the other six films in release order. And after that, we watched all the other new Star Wars films in theaters, but with the exception of Solo, who are not big fans of Han. However, at this point, I was nothing more than a casual fan. I didn't even rewatch any of the films until after The Rise of Skywalker. Looking back at it now, I don't like the story very much anymore, but at the time it had put me in such a Star Wars mode that I went home and rewatched the films in chronological order. And being truly invested this time, I had way more fun watching them than I did the first time. Then I decided films aren't enough and I wanted more, so I turned to the shows and now books, comics, and video games. And answering how the series has impacted him, he said, I don't know. The good thing is I haven't been this invested in a franchise in a long time. It makes me feel like an overexcited child again, and it's so freaking great. The bad thing, though, is I'm wasting a lot of my time on Star Wars now. <laughs> uh, Reddit user uh, Ghostscar said, I was, a <clears throat> I was a little kid watching TV. I guess because episode one was coming out, soon they were playing them on TV to capitalize on it being back. I remember thinking to myself, sure, why not? Then BAM! The opening crawl happens. I was hooked. A galaxy far, far away, yet not so unlike our own. The mythology of the Jedi and the fight between the rebels and the Empire. It was all so new and fascinating to me. I just had to see them all. Then finally, episode 6 happened, and I saw the final confrontation between Luke and Vader, father and son, good and evil. After everything had happened, I was expecting to see an epic fight where Luke takes down his father, faces off the Emperor, and wins, finally restoring peace to the galaxy in turmoil. But instead, I find myself in what is, in my opinion, the greatest scene Star Wars, Star Wars, where, Star Wars will ever have. After beating down Vader and being goaded on by the Emperor, Luke sees his father and looks at his hand. He looks at Vader and sees himself in him. He then realizes that his path is just like his father and refuses to go down it. He stands resolute against the Emperor and tells him, No, I will not join you. I will not forsake my father. I will not give in to the dark side, for he is a Jedi like his father. What more is there to say? Star Wars is just something so familiar and yet so unique that you just that it just can't help but draw you in. Another Reddit user said, The Force Awakens trailer is what made me watch the first six movies and got me into Star Wars. I still think The Force Awakens was actually a decent movie that could have led into a great trilogy, but The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker were failures in my opinion. Even though I don't like the sequels overall, I do have an appreciation for them since they introduced me to Star Wars. Star Wars has honestly made me a much happier person. I watch the movies, shows, read the books, comics, and play the games to relieve stress, anxiety, sadness, and really any other negative feeling or emotion. I'm also so much more confident now. I used to be really shy and lacked confidence. 
I started wearing a Star Wars shirt that I bought. And I remember being really nervous about it because I thought I'd get made fun of because I'm still in high school. But I just learned that other people at school like Star Wars too. It was basically like a catalyst, which led to me losing a lot of the shyness and social anxiety I always had. I still have some social anxiety, but it's nothing uh, bad, and I'm not afraid to be myself anymore. So I think it's safe to say that Star Wars had a huge impact on who I am today. I love everything about it. I even appreciate the stuff I dislike, which is mostly just The Last Jedi, Rise of Skywalker, and some dumb things said in books and comics. Because if it never existed, I know I wouldn't be who I am today. Uh, Nick Nastrily said, uh, Star Wars helped him to escape a broken family as a kid, and as an adult and parent now, it's something that my family enjoys together. Uh, he discovered Star Wars in 95 when he was 7 and quickly became his favorite thing. And he says, But when The Phantom Menace came out, Star Wars became my religion, and The Phantom Menace is still my favorite because I was also raised by a single mom in a crappy desert town. Anakin in The Phantom Menace is me as a kid. Fast forward to the sequels, and Kylo Ren is not just my kid's favorite Star Wars character, but he's who I identify with when looking back at my 20s. So angry and resentful towards my parents for their neglectful, neglectfulness and, and ambition. I look at Vader now as a reminder to appreciate what I have. I worry as I get older I'm becoming more like Luke, too afraid to learn from my failures and instead running away from them. And I drop Star Wars quotes like Bible verses. You know, thank you hey, everyone who had we had the opportunity to talk to on, you know, who sent in audio recordings, the people I've interacted with on Reddit, you know, you guys have been great. I asked people if I could share their what kind of like brought them into Star Wars. But go and check out those threads. I'll link them in the in the show notes too to read through some of them. Because some people have some like really, it's really, uh, I guess for lack of a better word, it's like touching to talk about like how much Star Wars like means to them and what it means to them. Because it's, you know, it's more than just a, it sounds stupid to say it, but it's more than just, you know, like a series or, you know, this fantastical series. It means stuff to people and in literal cases um, has saved people's lives, and which is Absolutely. Not a small thing. So I'll link those in, but, you know, everyone who had a, who had an input, man, thanks so much. For sure. And that, that goes for me as well. We greatly appreciate it. And just to kind of echo Josh's points, like some of what people had to say is, is incredibly moving. And it's it just a, a good reminder to me and really to all of us. It's this this is a thing that has like brought people together across every possible barrier that you can think of, like generational, racial, mm-hmm. gender stuff, like all of that. You know, can we push to the side and we can come together and talk about how terrible Jar Jar Binks is <laughs> like Star Wars brings people together. And, and for the most part, um, for the most part, yeah, I mean, there's definitely some bickering, you know, in house for sure. But yeah, there's some trolls out there, but that's OK. We don't no, no, We don't include those guys. We don't claim them. No, no, no. There's Star Wars adjacent. <laughs> right. What got me into Star Wars is a little bit different from what most people might have said. Um, I don't have the connection, you know, through like an older sibling or 
through, you know, sharing the moments with with my parents or anything like that. For me, what got me into Star Wars was my first like actual exposure to any of the mythology was actually through reading reading the books. I got my hands on a Star Wars book and I didn't know anything about the Skywalker saga or didn't know much about I, I knew of Star Wars, but I didn't know much about it. But I read the book um, and I couldn't even remember like what the title was, um, but it was set in the time of the prequels. So I remember reading that and it was just kind of one of those things. Oh, this is interesting. But that was that. What really grabbed my attention, though, was when the prequels came out, they were around. I wasn't particularly interested in them other than all the technology that was around the films. But when I did finally watch them and yeah, the prequels leave a lot to be desired for sure. But that's what drew me in. Uh, once I finally did jump into the, the series, even though I started, you know, somewhat chronologically instead of going with the original trilogy first, which I know is probably Cardinal sin, but Hey, that's how it, that's how it happened for me. And um, yeah, that was what kind of drew me in was I enjoyed the um, the action sequences. I enjoyed the saber fights. Um, the pod races was probably some of the best like shot scenes out of the entire series. And um, I grew to appreciate the entire universe, even though I had a bit of an unorthodox introduction to it. So for me, that's what what got me into it is industrial uh, magic and light, man. They, they strike again. I think I've been pretty vocal about wanting the Star Wars franchise to expand beyond the Skywalker family. It was a dynamic group and, you know, it was pretty cool to see the journey of Anakin to, to Vader and, you know, Luke and apparently Ray as a Skywalker. <laughs> she is not. <laughs> I was trying to be quiet and let you just speak. She is not a Skywalker. She says she was. So to see that whole thing, I, I mean, you know, 40 years of Skywalker, I think I think they've had their day in the sun. And this is a vast galaxy and we never really get to see how expansive it can be. And the, the potential is there, man. We're not just talking about, you know, one particular planet. It's it's huge just in the places that they're traveling to with the stories that we know. So that leaves so much out there to be discovered. And that's even if you're talking about, you know, moving forward in the future, but even if you stay within the time that has existed, there were so many stories that have been left untold. So what I want to see is let's do more world building, whether we're talking about things that happened before or things that are going to happen in the future. Let's do all of that. I think there there's probably room to do both, to be honest. You know, we can we can go back like with the Mandalorian as far as, you know, back in time prior to the events that, you know, of the Disney films and let's flesh that out. And then let's talk about things that are happening after that. 
right after Ray makes her big pronouncement. Where do we go from here? Palpatine is actually dead this time, supposedly. So, yeah, let's leave the Skywalkers where they are and and let's see more of the universe. And I, I think we're probably on a, on the right path to do that. I think it's always interesting like talking with different fans and how they got into the series and like starting from the prequel trilogy and working your way in order. I think it's interesting because it feels like, you know, growing up that the big reveal of Vader being Luke's father was known for me as like a child, like growing up. And I think being a little bit uh, sheltered from that in a way because no one's really interested. So you may not know, or you may have heard the joke, but you may not have gotten the context of it until you've seen it. Oh, no. I, I mean, I knew that much I did know. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I was wondering, like, when things like that happen, like, oh, that's pretty cool for you to be able to come in fresh and not, you know, have that foreknowledge. For me, what really got me into Star Wars, and I've been thinking about it, and... You know, it's it's my parents, my mom. Um, one of my my earliest Star Wars memories watching um, Empire Strikes Back, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if uh, they were the original pirates or what. But my mom, we had this VCR that allowed you to like record off another tape. So she used to like rent movies from <laughs> from the <laughs> library, and she would like <laughs> copy them. So I don't I don't know if, if we owned Star Wars at that point or not, but I just remember my mom was watching Empire Strikes Back and it's like the beginning. Uh the Wampa has attacked Luke and Luke is hanging from the uh the ceiling of his cave and him using the force to get his lightsaber and cutting off the arm and I thought that was like so different than what I had seen and I'm only like four or five at this time. But also I remember my mom as like a bedtime stories would like tell the story of like star Wars, which sounds like super, super nerdy, but that's dope. Yeah. Not to cut you off, but that is awesome. (laughs) It is. And it's pretty cool. And then, you know, at at a certain point in time showing the movie. So you're actually able to see the um, actual complete story. Cause of course, you know, it was like uh, cliff noted and everything like that. But, um, yeah, she, so she used to do that. So my first that I remember seeing is, is Empire Strikes Back. But she also used to tell the stories of, you know, the story far, far away and everything. And it's kind of weird because kind of like when I, I've never heard anyone say this, but like C-3PO was like my favorite character when I was like five years old. I have no idea why. Like no freaking idea why. Yeah, and it just kind of grew from there. So I remember uh, as a gift, I got the... Um, the VHS box set, which I wish I still had to this day, and it had like everyone's faces on it. So, uh, but I remember I got the VHS box set, you know, as a kid, and I remember like when I got it at Sam's Club and watching all the movies and stuff. And you know, I remember when the prequel trilogy coming out, and you know, at that point I'm like ten, eleven, something like that. I, I had been, you know, exposed to Star Wars. I had read some of the books. Um, at that point, uh, some of the um, expanded universe stuff, obviously, and was familiar with, and I enjoyed it. And when Phantom Menace came out, I remember there was this, uh, it was some sort of deal with like Pizza Hut, like a special pizza or something they put out and Pizza, and pizza Hut and Pepsi and stuff. And I remember that was like going to the movies. We went to, we got like Pizza Hut and then we went to go see like Phantom Menace. <laughs> I remember being a kid not really loving it like i like the like the originals 
but wanting to still like it. I remember being floored by the lightsaber battles and then the pod racing scene. I'm not a big. I appreciate a good a good car chase and things like that, but but I'm not, you know, French Connection and stuff. That's it's a great scene, but it doesn't really, you know, do much for me other than be like, man, that's awesome. And then, you know, I forget about it a couple minutes later. But the pod racing scene in this movie was awesome. Edge of your seat. The lightsaber battles was amazing. The seeing Coruscant, seeing the, the Republic, seeing the Jedi, like that's those are things that I wanted to see. Having so much knowledge, um, I won't even say knowledge. There was so much lore and mystique about the Jedi that they that had been revealed in the movies and also in the the novels and comic books and everything at that point in time. Being able to see the actual sources was exciting. So even though. Uh, Phantom Menace was a little bit disappointing. Overall, it was still a great experience. And even though the prequel trilogy is as flawed as it is, it's still I still think it's pretty solid. And, you know, I don't I think as it ages, people's perspectives will continue to change on it or whatever. But that's a conversation for another time. But yeah, that's kind of like what got me in Star Wars. I was kind of like born into it and exposure to it and interest in it. You know, I always enjoyed reading. Of course, I liked reading comic books and stuff as a child. In regards to like my favorite scene from Star Wars, there's so many, but one of the ones that like just stands out to me so much is uh, from Revenge of the Sith. At the end, when when Obi Wan has <laughs> he has <He's>... higher ground, <laughs> <laughs> right? He has he has uh, dismembered Anakin, um, and well, I think the whole the whole fight scene between them them two is not just um choreographed very well mm-hmm. uh, but it all you know it shows you how close they were because their their fighting styles are very very similar in certain points and how they're pairing each other's moves and things like that it shows you how well they know one another and i think once you get to the point where uh obi-wan's cut off his arm and legs and he's telling him he's like you were my brother i loved you i don't know why that just always like hits me not you know like I guess the journey, because Revenge of the Sith is an emotion movie to begin with, not because they just right. show, you know, very closely the murder of children, which is or always is that freaking terrible thing. But just the the roller coaster that it puts you on and what's going on and thinking about like what Anakin's going through and, and Obi-Wan. And for this to be someone who you have kind of raised, you know, from as from a young adult to to them being a young adult who's had your back, your, your, your ABC, you know, and then to have them turn to you and, and you're forced to, to kill them. Um, in this case, he kind of left him for daddy. Unfortunately. Yeah. He didn't actually kill him. Yeah. But he came close, but just like the, I, to me, the acting in that scene, you know, like was it perfect. No, but it, to me, it all works together. And that's like one of the more memorable things. You guys know the scene it just strikes a chord. Where do I want to see the franchise go? I've been super vocal, even on this episode, about exploring new things and new options. And to me, Star Wars is the story of Anakin Skywalker and and his fall to the dark side and his redemption. That's it. It's over. It's done. This there, That is the Skywalker saga. Seven, eight, and nine aren't a part of that. I'm not saying that they're not canon they're just not part of the skywalker saga and i don't care who he sold it to the ultimate authority on this is george lucas he created the universe he created 99 percent or is responsible for 99 percent of what we know and love about this franchise and he purposed that that story was done in return of the jedi so 
I want to see Star Wars forget about the Skywalkers. I want to see more of the Star Wars universe. You know, I don't want to I don't want to see another Skywalker. I don't want to see another reference to uh, I don't want to see a Galactic Republic 2.0 or 3.0 at this point. I want to see something new. And I think that's why to me, like I was saying earlier, how seeing a different Jedi pick up Grogu at the end of The Mandalorian opens up or allows you to, to do more, expand the universe more. You don't need to. I don't know. I think I think from a storytelling perspective, like I said, it just allows you a little bit more flexibility to kind of do with what you want. I wouldn't be mad as if the franchise jumped ahead, you know, 100, 200 years in the future and just picked up a random point and started from there. I wouldn't, I would be even interested. I was talking to somebody online. <laughs> Let's explore some of the origin stories for some of the characters we know. I think Yoda, I mean, this dude was like 900 and something years old. <laughs> I think that's a lot of story you could tell. It might be like, you know, 11 hour movie or something like that, but get, you know, Zack Snyder to direct it and you can, you can fit the time. But I just want to see them, you know, keep doing something new. Keep expanding the universe. Let's not recycle stuff. Let's, the universe is huge. The Jedi at one point were in the thousands, you know, and who knows what the future holds. We're, I've said it before, I don't know how many episodes, uh, we're in the exact same place as we were with Return of the Jedi, where there's like, the future is kind of like open-ended. Mandalorian is awesome. It's a great show. But again, that takes place before seven, eight, and nine. So we don't know what comes next. I just hope that Disney Lucas Division gets their house in order. They get their Lord Master, their Kevin Feige type, and really start showing the fan base, you know, the proper due by putting out original content helps expand this universe on the big screen because we have the technology to really do whatever we want as far as storytelling goes. I mean, there's no limitations to what we can we can do now. You know, like George Lucas always wanted to go back and tinker with stuff because new technology became available for him to go and, you know, do what he originally envisioned or wanted to do back in the 70s. We have that now. So why not take advantage of that? So we can do it. Let's do that. That's That's what I want for the future. There are these projects on the horizon. From what I know, I think they're going to be good. And we'll get more information from them. The people in charge of them are capable. But we've seen in the past how corporate interferes with certain things. How it turns out, you get a Justice League. You get 7, 8, and 9 where like the story between each movie breaks down and doesn't make sense because there's nobody really forcing them to fit. So Disney, you're going to make a billion. I've, I've said this from the beginning. I think, I don't know which episode, but if there's any franchise in the world that you can just drop out of the blue, like you're dropping an album, you know, at midnight with no promotion and make money on, it's Star Wars. So do that. Don't worry about bringing in um, people, you know, bridging the gap between, you know, the original trilogy and the prequel. And and don't don't worry about that. It's Star Wars. People are going to go see it. You know why? Because it resonates with us. May 4th is, <laughs> it's not a federally recognized holiday, but it's it's recognized by a lot of people. There's a reason for that. So I know I'm, I'm like on my soapbox, and this is a really long-winded answer to what I want to see out of Star Wars going forward. But I mean, at the end of the day, I just want to see some good storytelling. You know, it's not always all about the Jedi. We've seen that with The Mandalorian. 
There's so much to explore in this universe. So many ideas. Let's start exploring them. Let's start getting these new stories in. Big screen, uh, small screen, comic book print. The only thing that I ask is that it just makes sense and that it fits in. And that's my two-piece. I am Josh, Josh Skywalker. This is used from the back of the class. I'm out. Well, there you have it. That's our Star Wars celebration. We've had a blast with that. And I want to reiterate, I know we said it already, but thank you to all of our guests uh, this week um, for chiming in and, you know, sharing your thoughts. And we, we greatly appreciate it, especially, you know, sharing a part of you with us and with our audience. And um, that's really what it's all about. So we, you know, want to thank you guys for that again and encourage everybody else those of you all who are listening we definitely like to hear from you guys let us know if we haven't had a chance to talk with you about what star wars means to you drop us an email give us a call respond in the reddit thread if you read it this thing resonates with a lot of people it's it's really cool hearing how you know what it means to different people so josh you want the people to reach out to us how can they do that uh they know how And on that note, may the fourth be with you.